Welcome back, everybody. It is Encounter with God here on Faith FM. We have an amazing Bible study to get into. But before we do, Monica, what is our quiz question for the day? It's a what creature am I question. Mm -hmm. Let me hit you with our latest clue. Are you ready? Yep. As part of a sin offering, Aaron was to lay both hands on the head of this creature and confess all of Israel's sin. He then sent it into the desert. Okay. Mm. Now, this is interesting because that gives it a slightly different answer to the first clue. Did you know that? No. So, were you wrong? No, I wasn't. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, Both of these animals are kind of the same animal. But if you were to be very, very specific in how you answered the first clue, Mm -hmm. you would have had the right animal, but maybe the wrong age of that animal. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because a young animal is often called by a different name mm-hmm. than an older animal is called. That's true. And if you think you know the name of this animal... Whether young or old. Whether young or old, I suppose, yeah. So as part of the sin offering, Aaron was to lay both his hands on the head of this creature and confess all of Israel's sins. He then sent it into the desert. If you can tell me what animal that is, give me a call 1-800-FAITH-FM or text me 0491-064-669 and we will send you the prize, which is a copy of America in Prophecy, a book about the beginning of the end. Oh, by the way, I threw up some uh, pictures on Facebook of my truck. Oh, excellent. I These was are some pictures from Tasmania where, where, where I found it and when I first got it going. Oh, how cool. Yeah. I did ask the other day whether or not you had any before and after pictures. No, I got some going. before yeah, pictures. Yeah, good, good, yeah. good. I love seeing... Um, I love seeing the progression, you know, when you're a slideshow and you have, you know, where you first came from and where it ends up and everything in between. Love seeing those. It was very much in between at the moment. (laughs) It is not as rough as what it was when I first got it, but. Well, it'd be good uh, to see them both at um, Steamfest this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that should be fun. On display if you're in the local area and you want to come along to Steamfest and check out Lyle's Bedford and his. Yeah, um, come along, have a chat. Love to uh, catch up. Always like to catch up with our listeners. Mm hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going to have two cars on display, won't you? Yes, my wife will have her Austin there as well. Nice. Vintage yeah. family. Oh, there you go. Right. I went to Canada with God and I have to say I'm loving this study. Not only is it good content, but I'm loving the fact that we do this study the same day as 20 million. 20 million other people are studying yeah. this subject today yeah. from the Bible. Join a movement today of 20 million people who are getting together mm-hmm. to study a uh, the same subject from the Bible each day for the next 13 weeks. Yeah. If you'd like to uh, join us, you can actually get a copy of like the, it's like a pamphlet. It's like a little, little magazine little, thing. Yeah, a little magazine. And then each day it has the, um, the new study that's happening for that day. It has the date and everything listed on there. So you can follow along with us on air and you can follow along with 20 million fellow community believers and we're all going to study the same thing. Okay, so we are studying this morning about the controversy, the beginning of the conflict and in heaven between Christ and Satan, where it started, where it came, why it came about, why it exists, why it is here on this earth. And we're going to start in Genesis chapter 1. No, we're, no, we're not. We're going to start in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1. Here I was heading to Revelation, and I have to turn and go back the other way. Yeah, well, hey, at least it's easy enough. You just flick from one end of the Bible to the other. So Genesis chapter... 3, verse 1. Genesis chapter 3, verse 1 says, The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Keep going. Read down to, say, let me think, verse 7. 
Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate too. At that moment their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves. There you go. Okay, so this is the story of the uh, of sin, and it's a very, very sad story when sin first came to our world. And you know what I think is one of the saddest things about this story? It was so easily preventable. <laughs> it was so easily preventable. Yes. Did Eve? Did Eve go in with her eyes open, or did she? Or did she actually not know what was happening? Did, I, she, did she, she not know what God had said? Well, no, because she I mean, she doubles herself in because she says God says you shouldn't touch it. Either. She repeats the words of God herself yeah. before she commits the act, mm-hmm. doesn't she? I mean, this is like this is you know it's prima facie evidence right here. This is hardcore evidence to show that she knew exactly what she was doing and mm-hmm. that God had said not to do it. You know, I think sometimes, many times today, you know, we sin and. W- we find out later that what we did was wrong. It's like, oh, I didn't realize that was wrong. I'm sorry. I was just, you know, I was completely mm-hmm. ignorant of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this was not one of those situations because before she committed the act, she repeated the words of God. Mm-hmm. This was not an accident. What, what do you think? Okay, when Satan turns around and says, you won't surely die. What was it about that particular lie? What, what, what do you think gave that lie a certain level of credibility? I don't know. Okay, I want you to think about this for a moment. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, in the day you eat thereof, you will die, right? Mm-hmm. The serpent is in the tree, and the serpent is speaking so in a known language. So that would that would that would capture my attention straight mm-hmm. away. If, if I was if I was walking you know through the bush one day and a big brown snake came out and started to have a conversation, yeah, that would catch my attention. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this creature is obviously a, an incredibly advanced creature. Mm-hmm. So that would catch my attention to begin with. And if this creature is so advanced, the creature then demonstrates a knowledge of what God said about the tree. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so the creature then de- so, so he demonstrates he is an advanced creature. Then he demonstrates that he is aware of what God said. And so here you have this incredibly advanced creature who knows what God has said and who knowingly climbed into the tree and started eating the fruit. Well, I mean, it doesn't say at any point that we see him eating the fruit, so he could be even lying about the fact that he, whether or not he ate it. Well, he's in the tree. He's touching. posing as if he's eaten it. He's, he's, and he's, that he's benefited yeah. him and turned, it in, turned him into a superior snake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so as this, as this superior being, this superior snake, he's there, he's in the tree, um, he's demonstrating that he has no fear of it and he has no fear of God. That adds a certain level of credibility it to does. what he says because yeah. it's like, well, I'm uh, not dead. I'm not dead. If I was prepared to come up here, then clearly God was wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's every possibility he could have died by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, 
you know, he, he obviously has zero amount of fear. And that would that would immediately at that particular point, it would stop and give you pause for thought. Yeah. So Satan planned this one out quite well. Mm-hmm. You know, he just didn't walk up beside Eve, you know, um, as and be a, like, hey, a, a red sin? demon with horns coming out of his head and a forked tongue and, and a uh, tail and cow's hooves and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff and mm-hmm. freak the daylights out of her and then say, hey, why don't you eat of that tree over there? No, 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 no. He turned himself into... Uh, a very beautiful creature. We don't think of snakes that way these days because they have such a bad reputation, but this is where their reputation began from. Mm-hmm. He turns himself into a very beautiful creature. He climbs into the tree. He speaks as a creature, mm-hmm. not as an angel. He doesn't present himself as an angel. He could have come as an angel of light, mm. you know, because the Bible says in First Corinthians that Satan himself can transform himself into an angel of light. He doesn't come that way. Mm-hmm. He comes as an animal. This this is all designed to throw Eve off balance. Mm. Mm-hmm. So he's thrown her off balance. He's, he's put a lot of thought into this and demonstrated, yeah, there's nothing wrong with this tree. God has been lying to you because he wants to hide something from you. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. And it must have been quite shocking when he comes out and blatantly contradicts God. How do you think that you would have responded if you were Eve and you had never come across anything evil before and suddenly you have this blatant contradiction of what God said? I guess I like to think that I would not be fooled. But to be honest, Eve, you know, she was much more of a... a um a superior creation than I am because you know I'm you know the result of six thousand years of sin and degradation and I have plenty of <laughs> defects well ingrained in my character and in my being. Should we list them? Yeah, no, no, let's not go there. <laughs> so to be honest, I probably would have sinned a lot quicker than Eve. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and of course we we have I believe an abbreviated history here. Genesis is um, is short, and there's possibly a lot of detail. A lot more detail to this story than than what we, mm. what we initially have, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, definitely the uh, the foundation of it is right here. Mm-hmm. That um, the snake is there, is in the tree, and and he comes out and blatantly contradicts God. And once you know, I think he's Satan has thrown Eve off balance mm-hmm. by appearing as a serpent, by appearing as a superior being, by appearing as a serpent that can speak, by appearing in the tree. And by demonstrating that you can be in the tree and still live, mm-hmm. um, so he's thrown her off balance, and then he throws her off balance further. It's just like, oh, suddenly she's a little bit wonky. Like, what's going on here? And the next minute, he just comes around. You know, while he's hit her with his left hook, he comes around with his right hook, and publicly, blatantly denies God, which is something that she would never ever have experienced before. Somebody who says something against God. Mm-hmm. Never has this been heard on planet Earth before. This is the first time. And by not sort of subtly insinuating stuff, because he's already done his subtle insinuations, just by going smash, mm-hmm. you know, he gets her off balance and then he just knocks her down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and then he comes in with you know, something that I think is a trap for all of us as human beings. Fruit. Uh, no. Okay, whatever you do, Mon, mm-hmm. don't look behind you right now. Oh, gosh, Lyle. Don't. I'm serious. <laughs> you do not want to see what is behind you right now. All I want to do right now is look behind <laughs> me. Okay. But no, don't, 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 don't turn your head. Don't turn your head. 
Just I'm keep <laughs> looking straight ahead. Do not look behind you. There is just something unbelievably terrible behind Lyle, you right now. I've already looked in the reflection of the window behind you. There's a large see. spider crawling up the back of your chair. Yeah, no, I can see in the window in the reflection there's no spider. <laughs> okay, but it's human nature, isn't it? As soon as oh, like, don't look, what do we do? We look. Yeah. Yeah. And as soon as Satan comes along and says, uh, you know, God has hidden this from you, what do we want to do? We want to go find out what it is that's hiding. Imagine this earth. Imagine if on this planet earth that on our entire planet there was only one place that Satan was allowed to be and that was an island in the middle of the Pacific somewhere. Oh, everyone, their mum would be going there. It would be the number one tourist destination. Yeah, let's go have a look at Satan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was a little bit, uh, you, know, when, when, uh, uh, you know, when you think about what God did, he did provide the opportunity for Adam and Eve to make a choice. He did mm. provide, you know, because if, if, if he'd have banned Satan from planet earth, like, no, you can't go to planet earth satan would have said well there you go that proves everything that i've said about you you are not a god of love because you don't allow people to have the power of choice let these people choose let me go down there and 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 pitch my ideas Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so god says okay you can go but he gives as much protection as he can to adam and eve Mm -hmm. because on the entire planet and it's a rather large planet from a human perspective on the entire planet he gives satan access to only one tree Mm-hmm. Just one tree, mm-hmm. and that's where Adam and Eve go to that one, one tree. tree. Yeah. yeah, on the whole planet, the whole planet. One, you tree. know, God couldn't have made it easier, could He? Yeah, but it tells us something about human nature. It it really does. It really does. And so Satan comes along, and now he gets super subtle because he says, "This is hidden information," and it's not hidden information. If they wanted to experience evil. The whole experience was there, available for them in the records of what had taken place in heaven already. You know, they could have turned around and said, like, yeah, okay, I want to know about evil. Okay, let me go and ask God. And God could have said, okay, let me show it to you. Let me show you what happened in, happened in heaven recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Have a look at this. Let me do a replay right now. And they would have been able to experience it. They are newly created beings. God has not put them through that yet. That's not the kind of, you know, when you newly create a baby, you don't start out by showing the baby, okay, I'm going to demonstrate everything that is evil. Yeah, exactly. All you give to a baby is 100% love. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, know, you do not want that child to ex- ever experience something evil. And so God is like, yeah, they're newly created. Okay, don't go over there because that's evil. And what do they do? They go there. It's like a beeline straight for the tree. <laughs> yeah, there was a story told, um, some research actually that was done. It wasn't a story, it was research that was done. And this was done back in the day when you were allowed to do this kind of research, which you're not anymore, where they took a venomous snake Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was done in a country where these kinds of things were allowed as well back in the day. They took a venomous snake in a sack, mm-hmm. like a Hessian sack, and dropped that sack into a cage full of monkeys. Oh, I think I've heard this, but go on. Yeah, yeah. So um, monkeys being curious creatures, eventually a monkey goes over there and looks in the sack, sees the snake, screams his head off, goes to the far corner of the cage and sits there shivering in terror. Mm-hmm. Do you know what happened? Every single other monkey went and looked in the sack. <laughs> Until the first monkey came back for a second look. Oh, are you serious? Until one of them had been bitten. No. And then two of them had been bitten. And eventually every single one of them got bitten. Oh. Curiosity killed the cat. Curiosity killed the monkeys. Killed the monkeys. Killed us. And it killed human beings. Oh. 
You see, and, 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 you know, God could have created us without an inquiring mind, without a, a curious mind. But then how boring would humanity absolutely, be? Absolutely. You know, the reason that we find enjoyment and expression and, and uh, you know, is because we have a curious mind and we want to, we want to find stuff out. Well, reading this story, I kind of want to know now whose fault it all is because, you know, the serpent tempted and beguiled the woman. The woman ate the fruit and disobeyed God, but God created us with inquisitive minds. Oh, um, it wasn't the only thing that happened. Adam then turned up and had some as well. And then Adam joined the party and he fell as well. Did he really so need whose to fault was it? Whose fault was it? Do you know what? Well, let's go down a few verses and let's find out. Who? What What happens a little bit further down here? Let me just see here. Genesis chapter 3. And let's go down to um, verse 12. Read for me verse 12. Genesis, what, what, is, what does Adam say? Genesis 3 verse 12. The man replied, It was the woman you gave me who... Sorry. It was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit and I ate it. It's a bit of finger pointing there. So who does who does the man blame? He blames the woman. And guess what? Men have been doing that ever, ever since. since. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really, really sad thing in our world because men fall into sin and they do terrible things. And it's like, oh, the woman tempted me. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't help it. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're a man listening up today, you need to man up. Mm-hmm. Okay. There is no such thing as a woman tempting you and you not being able to help it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much a woman tempts you. You can always help it. Because God promised he would. Absolutely. The Bible says no temptation has taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted above that which you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape so that you can bear it. Does that mean there was also... 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. Does that mean there was also a way of escape created for Eve when she was tempted by the serpent? Or was it just too strong of a temptation because, you know, he did hit her with that one-two punch, you know... Did God create someone who couldn't handle that kind of pressure? Not at all. Eve could have easily, in her own strength, resisted that temptation because she was a sinless being with a sinless nature. We have a sinful nature, which is why we need the outside power of Jesus Christ. Why don't you ask him for it today? This is Eric and Monique, Everlasting.
Eric and Monique with Everlasting. Do we still have another clue? We do have another clue for our critter quiz. Ah, it's a I what like, creature I, am I? I like this critter quiz. Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? Okay, so is it, it is a uh, what creature am I quiz. Our latest clue says, the book of Hebrews says that it is impossible for the blood of bulls and this creature to take away sins. Hmm. Mm. Bulls and this creature can't take away sins according to the book Tricky of clues Hebrews. Here. People could possibly get this one wrong if they don't know their Bibles. Mm-hmm. But give us a call, see if you've got the correct answer. 1-800-324-843 or 0491-064-669. Maybe if, if someone hasn't called in but our next segment, we can get you to like make the noise. <laughs> You are trying to make a fool out of me on radio. Okay, so we were talking about who was to blame with what happened in the Garden of Eden. Mm, And the man starts by blaming the woman. And we noted that men have been blaming women for their sins ever since. And there is no excuse ever for a man to sin. Mm -hmm, That's right. Regardless of what a woman does, there is no excuse for a man to sin. Amen. Okay, so... Um, let's read on here. Uh, verse thirteen. So God turns around and has a has a question of the woman. It's like the Adams comes along. It's like, oh, the woman that you made. Three thirteen. Then the Lord God asked the woman, "What have you done?" The the serpent deceived me. She replied, "That's why I ate it." Mm. So she turns around and blames the serpent. So it's like a chain of blame. So the man blames the woman. The woman blames the serpent. Okay. All right. So all of them are, you know, oh, oh not my fault. It was the woman. Oh, not my fault. It was the serpent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who created the woman? God. Who created the serpent? God. So who are they blaming? God. And should we blame God when we sin? No, never. No. It's never his Who fault. was actually to blame? They were all themselves to blame for their own choices. That's right, because we have freedom of choice and God gave us that precious gift of freedom of choice because it is freedom of choice that creates the existence of love. It's that simple. Mm. Okay, so if uh, if they're all playing the blame game here and they're trying to, you know, in, in effect, I don't know that they're actually trying to blame God, but in effect they are blaming God. 
This reminds me of when a parent is trying to find out what happened when they've come into a room and all their kids are crying and they're all they've got their fingers. He did it. He did it. It's his fault, mummy. Like that's what it reminds me of. Uh-huh. God's walked in. Everyone's crying and upset, and they're all just pointing fingers at each other. It is so much like children. Mm-hmm. I never thought of it exactly like that before. But yes, indeed, children can be like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we've got this whole blame game situation happening here, and uh, you know. Um, God ends up being blamed. But here's a question, Mon. Mm-hmm. Who brought sin into our world? Satan. Hmm. Well, uh, he didn't bring it into our world specifically. Mm-hmm. He brought temptation into our world. So Eve was the one who sinned first. Oh, okay, who's, devil. Whose, no, fault no, is it? whose fault is it that, that our world Satan, is in a mess? Well, Satan, because he did tell the first lie. I, I say it's Eve's fault. I suppose so, because, because if she, she hadn't, hadn't listened done, to the uh, yeah. lie... Mm-hmm. So it's Eve's fault, right? So women are the problem, yeah, right? Yeah, because if she... Hey, <laughs> hey, come on now. <laughs> if she had said no, Satan's like, would have been done. There would've been, he would have not been allowed to tempt us further, right? The reason I bring this up is because this has something... Is, is, is a, an issue that has been used in the past. Not recently. Mm-hmm. Going back 100 years. Mm-hmm. Women copped the blame for everything. And it was like, yeah, it was all Eve. It was Eve, Eve, Eve. It was all Eve's fault. Yeah, I mean, she was the first one, sure, but it didn't seem to stop Adam from making his own choice too. And this is a very important point. And this is what I, something that I like to point out. It was Eve who brought sin into our world. Mm-hmm. It was Adam who gave it to the whole world. Yeah, exactly. Okay, because think about this. If Adam had not sinned, mm-hmm. sin would have been quarantined, wouldn't it? Yeah, but just Eve. It couldn't have been spread from there. And what would have God have done? He would have, he would have died for her, just her. He would have done. Yep. He would have died just for her. And, and this, is, you know, this is just an incredible thing when you, when you think about it. Jesus would have come. He would have been born of Eve and, uh, and given his life for her. This is the kind of God that we serve. Mm. It, t- it, tells, it teaches you something about the character of God and just how much he loves and cares for his creation. But when Adam did it, Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can find in the New Testament, Paul gives Eve a pretty hard time in places. Like, oh yeah, Eve, it was her all her fault. However, what Paul also does in the New Testament is talk about how Jesus is the second Adam and how that the first Adam brought sin into the world and the second Adam takes sin out of the world. Mm-hmm. And so Paul, you know, people will say, oh, you know, I quote this from, you know, this stuff from Paul, you know, um, women are cursed or whatever because uh, it was Eve who first sinned, you know. But they don't read that whole passage there in Romans chapter 5 and, and, and places like that where Paul talks about how that it was Adam who brought sin into the world and Jesus who took sin out of the world and how that Jesus, Adam was the first Adam and Jesus was the second Adam because he recognizes that it was Adam that gave it to the entire planet. Never thought about it like that. Mm. It's true. Yeah. It would have been quarantined just with Eve if Adam hadn't come along and colluded in that sin. Maybe this is where we get the, the root of our battle of the sexes issues coming from. Maybe, mm. maybe. Traced it all the way back to the start. <clears throat> okay, so let's think about Gnosticism. Gnosticism. Yes. Do you know what Gnosticism is? Comes Not enough to give you a radio definition. <laughs> <laughs> comes from the Greek word gnosis. Gnosis. Spelt with a G. Is it something to do with noses? It's got nothing to do with noses. Has it got uh, to do with Nostradamus? I've got no idea. No. You it's tell spelled, me. Uh, Nostradamus is spelt with an N. 
Okay. This is spelt with a G. A G? Gnosticism, spelt with a G. Ah, is it something to do with agnostics? Uh, might be related there. Okay. Okay, Gnosticism is a religion that grew out of ancient Egypt, um, northern Egypt, um, in the city of Alexandria, which was a Greek city. Mm-hmm. So it was a blending of Egyptian mystery religions and Greek philosophy together. So not a nose-worshipping religion at all. Not a nose-worshipping religion at all, but a religion that taught that salvation came by knowledge. So Gnostic, ah. light, knowledge, gnosis, knowing things. Mm-hmm. I guess that's where knowing comes from, maybe. Yeah, so no, salvation for a Gnostic comes from knowledge. Did Adam and Eve have knowledge? They did. Did it save them? Absolutely not. No. Especially not after they ate. That's right. And this is a very important thing because knowledge alone is not enough to save a person. Mm. The only saviour we have is Jesus Christ. Amen. And without Jesus Christ, we are lost. Uh, We can't do it of ourselves. Gnosticism is a religion that is based around self and the power of self and tapping into the divine whatever power within you. Christianity taps into the divine power outside of you. That's our Bible study for the day. We're going to have a song break. This is Andrew Peterson. Is he worthy? And after that, we're going to have the question of the day. Call us if you have one.
Welcome back. You are listening to Faith FM Australia, 87.6, 87.8 and 88 FM. You're here with The Breakfast Show with Lyle and Mon. And I'm about to hit you all with the last clue of today's Critter Quiz. This is a What Creature Am I quiz. And our final clue is Matthew 25 tells us the time will come when the Son of Man will separate the sheep from this animal. So you have the wheat and the tares and the sheep and the what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is this critter? Hey, talking about critters, remember we had a story yesterday about how my wife in the middle of the night uh, the, the night before had a frog land on her face? Yes. And so we said, funny. call in with your best critter story from uh-huh. whatever you found in your bedroom. Uh-huh. So my father-in-law was listening to the show in uh, Wisconsin in the United States. Oh, yeah. And he, hey, called, he called in, but a little bit late, to tell us that he was sitting in his living room chair one day and a mouse ran up his pyjama leg. No! <laughs> no! <laughs> and uh, it reached a place where it shouldn't have reached. No, I would pay good money to be a fly on the wall to see that happen. <laughs> oh, the poor fella. Uh, poor mouse. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have our question of the day today. What is our question our of the question day question of the today? day is this one. Is having faith enough to save us? Hmm, good question. What's 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 your answer, listener? Mm. My answer is no. It's not enough. No. What about John three sixteen? Yeah. What about John three sixteen? For God so loved the world, world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes yeah. in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. So if you believe in Him, if you have faith in Him, you should have, have everlasting, everlasting life. life. What about Ephesians two verse eight? What's that one say? Let me read it to you. Hmm. Romans, Galatians, Ephesians. Everybody's everybody's heresy alarm is just buzzing so loudly right now. Like, oh, Lyle's teaching heresy on the radio. It'll no, just be the last no. time Lyle's on this show. <laughs> yep, he's about to be chucked off. <laughs> Ephesians 2 verse 8, the Bible says, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. Here's why I say that faith is not enough to save you. I want to read you my version. Because you need grace. Listen to this. Okay. God saved you by His grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. I like that. That's nice, isn't it? That's well put. That's well put. Okay, so the Bible says, for by grace you are saved. So how are you saved according to the Bible? By grace. Through what? Faith. Okay, so you've got to have both of these things if mm-hmm. you're going to be saved. And this is this is what um, John 3.16 is all about, really, because John 3.16 is pointing out that Jesus, or that God gave his only begotten son, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. to die for us. That's grace. Mm-hmm. So that we then believe in him and receive eternal life. So God gives grace. We receive that grace by belief, by faith. So you've got to have more than just faith, you've got to have grace as well. Now, of course, grace is freely available to all of us, which is why we often focus on uh, the concept of salvation by faith. But it is actually salvation by grace alone. That's it. End of story. There is no other way of being saved. That is a very concise answer. 
Good. I think you answered that really well. If you have a question, you can call us up on any weekday, 1-800-FAITH-FM, and you can ask us your question of the day, and Lyle can share the answer from the Bible live on our show. We're going to have a song. This is Melissa Otto with Stranger Here. Listening to Melissa Otto, Stranger Here on Faith FM. And Mon, I would love to see you right now take a no. very large swig no. out of that green drink that is sitting on your oh, desk that you made so while you were multitasking. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I want to describe oh. what happens as you take a very, just, 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 yep. Lyle, a big one. A big if, one. I, if I throw up live on radio, you know I'm going to sue you, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're the one on the, fr- on the juice diet. So here it goes. And she's drinking it down and she's pulling her face and she's... Oh, it's so disgusting. <laughs> I did not make a nice that one this morning. Fun. That was fun. It was so not fun. fun. It was, that was cruel. Hey, we just had a caller come through for the free we offer. We did, Pauline. But we haven't made a free offer yet. 
<laughs> How does that work? So Pauline from uh, Deception Bay in Queensland called in for the free offer, but she's listening to the delayed broadcast. And on the delayed broadcast, the free offer's already gone out. So if you'd like to hear the uh, the non-delayed one, uh, Pauline, you can listen to the live show on faithfm.com.au or by using the TuneIn app, and it's so much better and so much mm, more fun. So much we're going to send them the free offer anyway. Yeah, we're nice like that. Absolutely. And today's free offer, because we have another one every day, we have a copy of the Clifford Goldstein book, See Beyond. So it's all about seeing beyond what is happening on the surface level of our world because a lot of people have a lot of questions. And this Clifford, one, one of the most interesting it. characters in the world and we're going to be interviewing him here live on Faith FM in about a week and a half's time. Oh, how exciting. Yes. Uh, we'll talk about more about his book, but if you want a copy of this book, See Beyond by Clifford Goldstein, just call us 1-800-FAITH-FM. It's 1-800-324-843 and we will send it to you free of charge. And of course, if you'd like to know more about the Bible, give us a call. You know how to get in contact with us and we will set you up with a way where you can study the Bible in detail for yourself. We hope you have a wonderful sunny Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in and we'll be right back tomorrow morning after the 7 o'clock news. You have a grateful, blessed day.
what God has already done isn't enough for you, nothing's going to be enough for you. Because it's meant to be real. And real life stories have baggage. We know that Peter's a loose cannon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. If it's a love song written to us, when we're at our lowest points, we've got backup. Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe. Hi, this is Luke from oztabletalk.com.au. Please join myself and some of my closest friends as we explore our faith through conversation, Bible study, interviews, and more. You can find us online at oztabletalk.com.au. That's oz as in Australia, A-U-S, tabletalk.com.au. Looking forward to seeing you there. Bye. I'm so glad that's recorded because I wouldn't write that down. Yeah. (laughs) Someone called it a care package there. (laughs) Wow. Listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.